This is Coast and County Radio's Extra Time Podcast in association with Scarborough College and powered by Grundon Graphics. 97.4 FM, through the Vales, across the Moors and along the coast. Extra Time, sporting reviews and opinions from those in the know. I'm joined by Jasmine Sugar. How are we doing, Jas? Yeah, I'm very good, mate. How are you doing yourself? I'm not too bad, Jas. Um, so, yeah, the season's over then. It was uh, a disappointing defeat last Saturday to Gainsborough Trinity. Just um, first of all, though, Jas, your, your thoughts on the season as a whole? Do you know what? Now it's nearly a week down the line after the last game. I think looking at the bigger picture realistically, if you said the us as a team and I think the club itself, the fans, would be finished seventh with the top goal scorer in the league. I think many people have been happy with that. I just think as a whole, as a team, I think we're quite frustrated that we did just miss out because as it was only down to four points and you look back in the certain games throughout the season where you think could have really done with that there. Like just if we held on or if we just managed to nick a goal, it comes down to fine margins, but like I said, looking back on as a whole, I feel the management happy to be in a successful season. I think going into the season, I don't think anyone even thought we'd be up there. So I'm pr- proud of the boys and proud of the club for everything we've done this year. It's been it's been a good season. It's certainly been a long one as well, Jess. You know, there's been 50 games played throughout the 2021-22 season. I mean, yourself in particular, you only missed three of those, so you appeared in 47 of the games. I mean. That in itself is uh, is a remarkable achievement. Yeah, it is. I I didn't realise I played that many. To be honest, I'm I'm glad. I, like I said, I love playing week in week out. It's it's what you want to do. It's what you look forward to. Even them long trips on a Tuesday night. It's all worthwhile if performance and we get a win and stuff. But yeah, it's nice nice to be a part of it all season. And like I said, I've been here my fourth season now, and I've always played a hatful of games, and it, it's a good thing. Yeah, and I mean, we'll we'll talk about certain games in particular, but we're just going to go back to the start of the season, Jas, and, and the way that Whitby started, you know, looked very strong in those opening weeks, barring that sort of defeat to Gainsborough where Whitby did change the side up. But, um, I mean, you look across the opening part of the season and, and you could tell straight away that there was a basis for something good to happen this year. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, because I remember a couple of years ago, it might have been the uh, COVID first came, we had a great start then. And we were top at one point. I remember we beat Hyde at home 2-0 to go top. And at that point, I think like it was a similar start. But the same as this season, then we got a lot of injury, injuries. And this year, I think we got hit with them at unfortunate times. But like, we had a real good start. And there was just a good feel about the club. And it's just a shame we couldn't carry on to later on the season. But it was a great start. Like I said, we, we felt strong as a team. We... We were very like it was six clean sheets on the bounce. I think it was six or seven. I'm sure. So just just goes to show we had the best we had the best defensive record in the league for a while. So we're a good good solid team. And obviously that uh, that league form that we mentioned early in the season was supplemented too by the FA Cup. And I mean the FA Cup is something where traditionally Whitby have always had a little bit of a struggle. Um, I mean we've seen over recent years a number of times where. Whitby have gone out in the first qualifying round. The first opponents this time around were Warrington Rylands, who were also the opponents last season as well. Um, 
before it was cancelled by COVID. Um, so you look, you look at that then, the Warrington-Rylands game, and it was a very different game. It was away from home, um, a quite quite a tight first half, um, Whitby not looking uncomfortable particularly, and then in the second half, really going out and taking the game to Rylands and winning 4-0. Yeah, definitely. I think we knew, also we knew a bit about Warrington previously as we played them the year before, I'm sure. And we know what it's like if you go away to a team in the lower divisions in the FA Cup, they're always going to have a lot of the ball or be like full of life the first half. We, we've got to expect that, the management expecting that. And us, as play, us as players, we're not daft, do you know what I mean? We, we know what's going to happen and we knew that, like, yeah, they were a bit more lively, but we weren't really under pressure. It wasn't anything severe, really. We just knew that going at the halftime, nil nil's fine. And we just knew as soon as we got one that we'd be fine. And goes to show we got one, two, three, fourth, and they got a man sent off. So it was sort of good overall away performance. And it was sort of around that time as well, away crowds were starting to build. Jazz, uh, there was a healthy following down at Warrington. The following round, there was at Prescott as well, and uh, York City as well. So the fans really took to the FA Cup this year. Yeah, definitely. We we know how much the FA Cup run means to the fans. We say that going into every season. It, it means a lot to them, and it means a lot to us because it means a lot for the club on and off the pitch and stuff. But we know what it means for the fans and it's always good for us to be able to give back to them. Like I said, Warrington Rylands, good result. Prescott, another good result. Then obviously the York. We were we were glad we got York. It's a good experience to play away, but we were still hoping for a home tie to say some of the low divisions. But like I said, the fans were amazing all game. Like the numbers that came in was fantastic and we couldn't appreciate them more for what they've done throughout the season. It does it it means a lot and we do really appreciate them for the miles they put in and it is it's tough for everyone. It's tough for us getting about never mind the fans, minibuses, this and that and it does mean a lot and it's good that sure we couldn't get the result at York, but it was nice to be able to give them all a doubt. And we know like they were singing all game regardless of when we went one 0 down, two 0 down, the whistle went, you could hear them and it means a lot to us as a team. It was 400 fans that day, and I remember in particular I had a really bad throat the next morning. Uh, yeah. Couldn't speak because, like you say, it was just all game relentless from the Whitby fans, non-stop singing. And I mean that. Obviously, we mentioned there the result in that York game wasn't exactly what we wanted, but for those sort of days out, for for everyone essentially involved with the club, it's really special, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. To be honest, we we were quite unlucky in the game as well. I'm sure. We had a chance, it was maybe the end of the first half, it was either Cookie or Gilesy where it just sort of ricocheted and didn't land for us. So, like I said, another day they go in, then we make, make a bit of a game from it. But like I said, it's the experience itself. Like We go some, to some great stadiums in our league, but that's, it's like a football league stadium, do you know what I mean? It's brand new, they spent a fortune on it, the whole complex. It's, it was a really, really good experience. Um, another competition then that Whitby generally don't do well in all really is the FA Trophy and um, mm. we mentioned the FA Cup obviously getting the two wins then knocked out a, um, a similar story in the FA Trophy playing two teams from the league below Whitby in uh, the first two rounds that they entered in uh, Shildon and Mosley I mean the Shildon game could have been one of those that was remembered for all the wrong reasons <laughs> but Whitby coming out on top in the end on that afternoon Yeah definitely I remember I remember when it got drawn, like we and we played Shilden um, pre-season, and they're a good team. Like I, I, obviously, I was there the other night at the game when I seen you. They're a good drill team, experience. Obviously, I know a couple of players. We know Whitey. We know what you get getting with Whitey, big man at the back, like no nonsense. 
So we knew going into that their place are going to be up for it. And even more so when you get there and you realise you've got no kit or bibs or cones. So that was a little bit little bit of a curveball at first. So next thing we know, we're getting their away kit on. And we're doing the warm-up. We're using water bottles as cones. But to be fair, it was, it was just a good experience. It throws us back to being a kid back in them days when jumpers for goalposts type of thing but it was good that we could like I said that was another quite tight game they had a couple of chance at the end but um, it was just good to get a win against a good good team Sheldon and I mean you mentioned there obviously about the kit and the equipment um, all still being back in Whitby uh, when, as a player then when you sort of come into that situation um, you, you realise that you don't have any of your equipment none of your kit or anything I mean what's, what's that like mentally for a player is it just a case of you sort of have to laugh it off because there's nothing you can do about it or does it sort of affect how you prepare yourselves? To be honest, I think a lot of people are different in that instance because I know, to be fair, it happens on the regular going to Staley Bridge. <laughs> we, we, we always go there knowing that we're going to be playing in their away kit. So, um, uh, yeah, it's at first, I think a few people are like, oh, God, what are we doing? But at the end of the day, it's just a game of football. It's just a kiss. At the end of the day, you're still going out there. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever to me personally. You have a little laugh at first, but then once you get the kit and that on, it's down to, down to business time once the warm-up and that's underway. Absolutely. And then the uh, the second round then for that one was Mosley at home. And um, in respect of that game, obviously that was um, an emphatic win on the afternoon for Whitby 5-0 um, and a Jacob Hazel hat-trick. And, you know, you, you sort of go through that game, you get Nantwich at home who'd been struggling at the time in the next round. And you start to think, maybe we can have a little bit of a run here, but obviously didn't prove to be the case. Yeah, going to the Mossy game, like I said, it was it was good to get a good score for the home fans. Like I said, we've we've always wanted to give the home fans a high scoring game at home. You know, they deserve one felt the season, so it was nice to give them that. Then going at the Nantwich game, because I know we played them prior in the league and we beat them at home. Maybe was it one nil, I'm sure, potentially. And we knew that they were they might have been a bit out of form, but we know in our league it means nothing yeah. on the day and it it was frustrating because, like I said, it'd be nice to have another cup run. But I suppose winning, getting around two rounds is better than getting through two is better than getting through none. So there's always positives. Yeah, yeah and the weekend before Christmas, travelling to Kings Lynn wasn't the most appealing uh, <laughs> for anyone from Whitby, I don't think, Jess. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, I mean, as, as the season developed, then obviously December, Whitby had a few good results against teams at the bottom end of the division. Then going into that South Shields game, the uh, the two two at the Tobar Express Stadium at the Turnbull Ground, I mean that that game was entertaining for all the right reasons, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. They just like we know how big the Shields games are. I remember we played them on Boxing Day a couple of years ago. When we beat them two one, and I don't think anyone expected us to do that. And we just know that when we're playing against teams like that, I think we get up for it a bit more, which is strange. But I think it goes to show we were talking about it in the chat the other day with all the lads. We've took 13 points off teams in the playoffs, which is a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of points. It's just, unfortunately, the points where we've dropped, like Gainsborough, done the double over us, but then we've took four points off Shields. It's like, it's, it's just instances like that, which is, is again, is where you think, right, we've got points there, but then you drop the points where you should be winning them. But yeah, but going back to the Shields game, it's, we know they bring good fans, great set of fans, even when we play away at theirs, it's got a good set. And it's just always a great atmosphere whenever we have the big games at the at our home ground. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And I mean, after that, it sort of set Whitby into a little bit of a rut because they went to Morpeth on uh, on New Year's Day, two 0 defeat there, and then back to back home defeats as well in the league. It, I mean, the the back to back home defeats particularly is where you start to sort of get your frustrations for the games in which Whitby have dropped points, the uh, the Lancaster three 0 and the Afton two 0 Yeah, definitely. I think we we got the Christmas schedule out of the way got a New Year's Day and I remember I was looking at the fixtures in January and we were saying as a team, we were saying we, potentially if we play our cards right, there's a couple of good games where we can make a few points here. But it's just looking back, it is so frustrating. The January month, especially, especially at home, it's always worse at home. It's just overall, there weren't great performances, but they, they, that happens throughout the season. But it's, like I said, it's just very frustrating because looking back now, Excuse me, if we manage to nick a win there and a draw out of them two games, there we are in playoffs. And the importance of that is bouncing back from those sorts of results. Um, it was something that Whitby did go and do. They went to Hyde United and got the 2 1 win there after what wasn't a brilliant first half performance, but you know, late on the introduction of Adam Gale, Malik Dykesteel really sparked Whitby into life and set them on a little bit of a run again. Yeah, definitely. We, we knew that. We just needed one more one result just to get us through. Then obviously I know we went one 0 down, and like you said, the game itself. We weren't great as a team and to be honest, they weren't great at all, but they were just better than us on the day. But like I said, Kelly came on, made a massive impact. The first goal was really good. I mean it was a little link play between Fuster and uh, Malik. Um good finish from Fuster, then the penalty at the end, and that's just a bit of luck that we needed that day to sort of sort of make us believe again and know that like, we knew that we could do it. It was just nice to have a result there to back up and say we can keep going till the end and we can turn around. Yeah. Great stuff. And that was obviously followed up by the uh, FC United of Manchester away game, uh, Jason. I mean, that was just absolutely exhausting, but, you know, enthralling every, all at the same time, wasn't it? You, know, you look, at the, look at the game, a 4-3 win for Whitby and inside the first 10 minutes, Whitby were 2-1 up. Yeah, crazy games like that. There's always one game, like one or two games that I thought the season. It's when you least expect it as well. I don't think anyone went into that thinking within 10 minutes we'd be 2-1 up. It was just, as a neutral, I suppose it'd be exciting. But as a fan, I can imagine it being nail-biting, bit on your seat. But that's it. it was a great result. Could have been more on the night, really. But it was just good that we went to a place. That, like I said, that's another great place to go. They've got a great stadium, great setup. I've always get a decent crowd and obviously we had fans there which like I said we're always grateful for and it was nice to just go up with decent players like that and get a good result and I mean you you sort of look at Broadhurst Park you know it's a nice it's a four-sided ground which is really it's you know it's really nice ground to go to but you look at the 1500 fans in there the fact that at the time FC United run an 11 game unbeaten run so, I mean, all the odds were really stacked against Whitby, considering the forms at the time. Yeah, definitely. And we feel sometimes that's when we're a bit better. If the odds are against us, I think, I can imagine we'll touch on it later, which we will go into Shields away, odds against us massively, and look what we go and do there. I think sometimes it suits us a bit, bit more like that. But like I said, it's, like, it's a great stadium to go to. It's, it's like a football league stadium, really. The way it looks from the outside, the way it is on the inside, you can see that it's real good ground. But like I said, it's always nice to go to a place like that and get a good result. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, as the season's worn on, the um, I mean, the disappointment of losing to Scarborough away from home 
Uh, we didn't mention the Scarborough home game, which was a fantastic evening. But yeah, that away game, you, you sort of got the sense in that one that had Whitby had 11 men on the field on the night, they would have probably gone on and got something from that game. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You see, you spoke spoke briefly on the home game there. We always know when we play Scarborough home. Thankfully, we've got a good record against them at home. But that's a game that as soon as the fixtures come out, I think, well, personally, me, that's the first two I look for. And I always look for them two games just to know when they are. Because I feel, I said, I've been here for, would be for a few years now. I know how big that game is to the town, to the club, to the fans. And it's my favourite game of the season, really, just going into it. I absolutely buzzing. So it was great to do one over them at our place. And like I said, when we went away, just going to ta- down to 10 men absolutely killed us. I felt we were really comfortable, like playing some great football. And we just knew that you go into games like that and when stuff like that does go against you and you do get down to the red card, it's your backs are against the wall straight away. And it's really unfortunate that we couldn't even hang on for a draw. That would that have been great. But yeah, like I said, cards change everything. So it is unfortunate. Yeah, they almost become sort of defining moments of the season yeah. when you get further down the line, don't they? Um, and we'll talk about then this sort of playoff running from that sort of Scarborough game onwards and looking at the results, which is probably where things got really frustrating for Whitby, taking points off the likes of Matlock, Buxton, South Shields, as we mentioned, but dropping points uh, to the likes of Radcliffe and uh, Baseford, dropping two points there in the home game. The way that it's balanced out, it, it makes it all the more frustrating, doesn't it, Jess? Yeah, definitely. I think that that was my personal one, like frustration games like that, where like Nantwich away, where we've lost one nil, and like I said, Baseford at home nil nil. It's, it's even to be honest, even when we play the top teams like Buxton at home, we we should have won that game. Uh, Matt Locker home, I'm sure they scored eighty plus minutes. And I'm sure we we had a chance right at the end as well. It's like it is down to fine margins, but it's even more so against. I wouldn't so much say the lesser teams, but the teams that are low down in the league. You go into it and you think, right, it's a good place to get a result. And when you don't, it is really frustrating because it was a case of we we drop points, Warrington had drop points, we'd win, Warrington had win, and it was just like that every week. It was so frustrating. Like it used to drive me insane at the end of the games. I can imagine, Jason. Don't worry, it drove us insane as well uh, around the ground and in the press box. Um, and a game that I mentioned there then, um, for for very strange reasons, became quite a surreal one for you, the Baseford game with uh, a Scottish stag do um, requesting your shirt and, uh, yeah, a bit of a Jasm Shuka loving. Yeah, I remember I was in the car on the, um, on the way to the game. Dan Rowe was driving. There was Johnny Bear in the front and me and Gally in the back. And I get a notification on my phone. And I think, oh, what's, what's this? I thought there might be a write-up or something. And I look and I think, am, am, am I seeing this right here? And Johnny Johnny turns back and looks at me and he says, Jess, have you seen this? I'm like, honestly, I'm speechless, mate. So I've got there and I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, this is the first time for everything. I didn't expect to have a stag after me. But like I said, they were a great bunch of lads. Like I, I don't know what time we got to the ground, but I know they were already there when we got there. And that was about 20 past one. Um, like I said, they were... Great bunch of lads. I was speaking to them after. Like no trouble, just a genuine nice group of lads. Just came for a good day out, and I think seeing they've got a few things. So it was it, it was nice. Like I said it was it was an experience, if I do say the least. It was uh, something I'd never imagined before. 
And it just shows that uh, on the day, anything can happen in non-league football, doesn't it, with things like that? Yeah, definitely. Like Everyone was adamant that I knew them and I'd literally never seen any of them before in my life. Like, none. And I was just, there were so many of them as well. I was thinking this, I thought it was like, you've been framed or something, I thought something set up here, something going on. But like I said, it was it was good experience and they're just a great set of lads, just made it even better. Yeah. And then after that Baseford game, then Jas, it was, it was that Radcliffe game and the 4-3 defeat in that one. And, and that was sort of the game where you start to think, well, if we win this game, then we're right in that mix. If we lose this game, we're probably out of it. And as it transpired, we, we ended up out of it. Yeah, definitely. I think us going into that, we knew for a fine fact that because it was getting to the business, well, it was the business end of the season anyway, but every result mattered, like win, lose or draw at this point in the season. And we knew going into that, we couldn't lose. Like there was no, to be honest, looking back now, you'd have took a point, but we needed all three. Like we needed all three at that point. And it is such a shame that we did get beat 4-3. But I think after that, we sort of, we didn't know as a team, but we knew that made it a lot harder for us to be able to achieve playoffs with with that result. And it was a sort of just taking each game by it comes after that, then just assessing every result and that's from that. But like I said, yeah, it was very frustrating to lose that game. No, I can, uh, I can imagine that sort of took it into the last three. Then um, the Ashton game, the 2-0 at home, which was a, a comfortable afternoon for Whitby, um, the South Shields game and the Gainsborough one. Um, but at that point, Jess, you sort of moved from your left-back position into a centre-half position. And something that we've spoken about sort of off-air between us is how Whitby started the season with nine, fit defend- uh, nine defenders signed on and have ended it with about two fit defenders and yourself at centre-half. Yeah, I, I, said, I remember speaking to you a couple of weeks ago about this, looking back at the beginning of the season. Uh, there's been times throughout the season, like the first game, I'm sure there was three lads in the stand, like couldn't get a kit. But then I guess to some games of the season, we have Bully on the bench with Nick and that's it. Yeah. So it is, it's hit us, like the injuries have hit us really bad. And like I said, them last three games, like the Ashton game, like we were going into it with two defenders and we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Like we, we were thinking this just sums our season up fully. But then we go and have a comfortable result, like very comfortable and good performance, good clean sheet at home. I mean, you, you sort of look at the defenders that the club have on the books, you know, it's it's probably, well, definitely, I would say, the strongest area of the club in terms of the depth of players when everybody is fit. Yeah, definitely. Like, starting the season, like when everyone came in pre-season, it was me and James Martin left back. You go centre-half, you've got Dan Rowe, Johnny Byrne, Lewis Ritson, Jamil, then right back, we had Brad Mills, Dyer and Sonny. Like, it's... We could literally fielded nearly a full eleven with defenders the first game of the season. Then you come to the last three of the season, we just about get two on the pitch. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I so said we've got a good, good, solid group. Shame about Ritson going out injured at Warrington the way it was. Like he was flying as well. He had a really good season. Like, like the fans love, love him. We can tell he was doing really well. And like I said stuff like that happens. But we've been with him all season. He comes to the games, comes to training. Like, we're all with him. We know he'll be back stronger than ever. He's he's a good lad. And he's got a good group of lads around him to pull him through that. So then uh, another one that we mentioned was the South Shields game. Again, it was the same sort of setup with the defence, Jas. Um, but looking at that game then, um, and it 
it's uh, it sort of sums with this season up, doesn't it? When you put that and the games were all next to each other. Yeah, massively. I remember, I remember going into that game, and obviously we knew from the game Saturday, Johnny Byrne was knackered. We knew it like he, we knew he'd be no good, and me and Dan Rose saying, "What the hell are we gonna do?" There's literally two of us. Then before the game, I think we found out Priestley was having to slot in um, right back and hack at left back. So it's a case of you look at that, you've got. Roy, the only centre half, me playing centre half, and you've got two centre mids playing full backs, and you think going to, going to Shields away, we know that they'd have been bang up for it because obviously they they had to win, they couldn't lose, and they had a really good home record all season. But like I said, then Hackett's struggling, he's at a go off at half time. Then it's just we had basically we had no right to go there and get get a result. Like there's no way in the world we should have got anywhere near that. But like I said, it's it shows the character we've had as a team. Like we knew we were two on down at half time, but we could just tell that they were very edgy. You could you could see they could feel the pressure even. Like they were quiet on the pitch and they were so like the movements and everything were just a bit subtle and we thought we could tell like end of the day we go we going away there, we've basically got nothing to lose at that game. So we've just got to go for it going at half time, two on down, Nathan Bully just saying, Listen, just play the game, get yourselves back together and you'll get chances. And like I said, they had a few in the second half, but I knew once it got to 2-2, I could just tell by looking at them, looking at the bench, looking at um, the fans and that, they that was them finished. That was like, they couldn't come back from that. And then I just knew we'd get another chance. I could just tell it was coming. Then when it, I think Jarsley plays it through Hazel. Then once that goes in, the 89th minute, it's, it's a great feeling, unbelievable feeling. You mentioned there about the character then, and um, it's been something that's sort of been quite prevalent in a number of games this season. But just talk to us about the group then, Jess, because, you know, you, you look at the group and it seems to be a very sort of tight-knit set of players. Yeah, definitely. Like, a lot of us have been together for a while now. have got the likes of me, Roy, Blandy, Gelly, Fuster. Like, we've all been here for a good few years now. There's a few new additions and that, but it's, it's just a real good mixture of like experience with youth with everything and it's just a real good group of lads like we, we're all just best mates we get on so well like when we've been on like nights out together and stuff it's just everyone's always there it's just a good laugh like we know that we're quite close training's always good intensity's always good and we know we've got winners in that team and we've got leaders and I feel now the team we've got now say the years I've been here, I think like we had a great yeah, a couple of years ago when the season got cut short because of COVID. I think we were like six or something at the time with about nine games left. And we had a good team then, but it was a lot older experience. We had like the Whiteys, the Mighty Timons, like we had a, we had a few players in. But this I feel it's a bit younger, but we've got leaders where we need it. Like from the back, you've got Blandy over three hundred pages, just speaks for itself. The back line is me and Dan Rowe, nearly 250 princes between us. Then you've got, like, say, Hazel up top, who's just a natural leader, like, in training and everything, the dressing room. It's he's, he's sort of... There's a lot of us who are ones that speak up and say stuff, but there's always a certain few who are the true leaders when it comes to it. And I feel that now we've got a lot more on the team, throughout the team, other than maybe before when there was maybe one or two max. But... Yeah, we've got, a, like I said, we're all together, we're all best mates, like we all do stuff together and stuff, so it's a real good group we've got. And in terms of that, obviously this season, 
is an experience that you've all gone through together as that group. Um, and I mean, you, you sort of look towards next season and, and that sort of shared experience will stand you in good stead. Yeah. That, uh, sorry, some, someone's up my door, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> don't know who that is. Oh, um, I'll get it in a bit. Sorry, my name is that. Um, sorry, what was that you said? Um, yeah, so in terms of, you talk about the group there and all being best mates and quite tight-knit. I mean, having gone through the experience of this season where you've just sort of fallen short of the playoffs, you would imagine that you're sort of going through that experience as a group and the shared experience is going to stand you in good stead going forward into next year. Yeah, definitely. Like, we know this year, we know that... Um, we know what it feels like to just miss out and it's really not a nice feeling. Like, like I said, we look back at the season as being a good season, but it's still that bit of taste in your mouth where you look back at results, your games were away at the beginning of the season, you're Buxton at home where we should have won. There's games where you look back and you think, just if we'd, like Staley Bridge away, for example, conceding last minute, 90 plus two, if we could nick a draw there, it's like things like that just sort of deflate you as a team. Like, as strong as you are, as strong as we are together, bits like that don't help at all. But like I said, we've, there's a good group of lads there, real solid group, and we all work hard for each other. Like we give it, Everyone gives it their all, and we all pull each other through, which we have done all season. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. And then we sort of start looking ahead to next season then. And um, you were at the uh, Mask and Shielding game on Tuesday night. Um, so as we're recording this, we know that it's going to be Mask and Stockton on Saturday. I mean, you, you look at those two coming into the league, you know, you've you've got a decent game either way, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Like we we've played we've played uh, Mask and Stockton a couple of times in pre-season the last few years and good teams, two very good teams. Obviously, Mask, we know them excuse me, know the management, a few of the players used to be at Whitby, similar a couple at Stockton used to be here and stuff. So we know that and to be honest, it's nice to have another team a bit more local. <laughs> so it, it wouldn't be bad swapping um, swapping a Buxton away for a Master Stockton away. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it makes a Saturday or Tuesday night a bit a bit easier. But yeah, two good teams, two big teams, um, who sure will have a good season next year, regardless of where they are. And we know for a fact that when it comes to them games next year, whoever like we were to play and stuff, you know there's going to be a good game, good crowds. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, we, we're sort of familiar with Warrington Rylands coming into the division as well as we expect. Um, there's Liversedge to come up. South Shields obviously staying in the division with Matlock. Um, so you, you look at it, potentially Scarborough and Warrington as well, but you look at it and the, the league's starting to starting to take shape now. And it, it's sort of, you start looking at the teams that you uh, you sort of want to be up and around with. Yeah, definitely. Like we know, whatever team. To be honest, it'd be nice to have a few different teams in the league because it's it's been the same for a couple of years. Now, obviously, no no fault of our own, just down to COVID and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a few new grounds to go to, a few new faces and stuff. But and just different different occasions, different fans to see and stuff. So it will it will it will be good, good experience to look forward to. No, absolutely, and um, yeah. So, just looking back over the season, then, just give us give us what you would say your game of the season is. Me personally, or is the team? Uh, the team, whichever. The the team. I think Scarborough at home is massive. 
the way we played, the fact it was 3-0 at half time, it was like well like I said that as I said early on, that that game every year is it's something you really look forward to. And it was just it's always nice just to beat them. Um just unfortunate we haven't done it away yet. We've been unlucky, but hopefully we will be able to beat them some time down the line at their place. Um oh, game of the season I I'd say Shields away was great. Just to go to a ground, go to a ground like that, and over two and a half thousand there, which is ridiculous amount of numbers for this for this league, in just the ground itself, and for how much relied on it for them. Just to sort, of, we were saying before the game, let's be the party poopers, let's ruin yeah. the party, because you know going into that day, we're thinking, oh, Whippy've got nothing really to play for. Two games left, like they'll probably think we're just going to roll over. But like I said, that. That's not us. That's never been us and never will be us. That's drilled into us from the management. Um, and we know that as players. But I'd definitely say best game of the season, Scarborough at home or Shields away. Take your pick any. I'm sure the fans are happy with both of them. 